Welcome to another episode of Talking Payroll. My name is Tracy Angwin. In this episode, I speak with co-founder of KeyPay, Richard McLean. You may or may not have heard of KeyPay. If you haven't, KeyPay delivers uh, workplace automation using time and attendance and rostering and award interpretation, uh, approvals and workflow for payroll and employee apps. They do this for the Australian market and the UK market and are currently working on the New Zealand market. KeyPay is a business that is really going through seriously fast growth, certainly the fastest that I've seen in my time in the payroll industry. To give you an idea, in the first five days of this financial year, 1,113 businesses in Australia went on to the KeyPay platform. That is huge, 1,113. That's more clients than many payroll providers have, and that was just in five days. KeyPay is also using some seriously interesting uh, technology to support uh, their users, using bots and all sorts of uh, all sorts of things, really focusing on the user experience. It's been really great to have a chat with uh, with Richard, really from a, the focus of someone from the tech side of uh, of payroll. I really hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did recording it. Richard McLean, welcome to the Talking Payroll podcast. Thank you, Tracy, and thanks for having me. It's a, it's my pleasure. Now, I've had a really good look at your LinkedIn profile, Richard, and you've done a pretty good job hiding your life before KeyPay. Tell me, how did you get into the payroll industry? That's a really good in, uh, question. I think the, um, the the thing is we, we didn't actually ever get into the payroll industry, and I'll explain that in a little more detail. Um, so, my background is IT. Been an IT consultant for 25 years, um, have worked for myself for that period, um, and predominantly worked with small to medium-sized enterprises. Um, and I guess the the mantra that I had uh, when I was, you know, um, helping businesses uh, with technology was that technology really needed to change the way they did things and make things easier. So I guess the the way we entered the payroll market was um, partly uh, from experience uh, with my clients, um, and then we uh, kind of looked at uh, the market and and what was needed in the market. And uh, the original co-founder Phil Burney and I had been working together for some time, uh, you know, doing cloud apps before they were called cloud apps, and. Um, we looked at, you know, the greatest opportunity in market and um, we decided on payroll because it was what I would call an essential service to business. Mm-hmm. And and predominantly in the market at that stage, there was nothing um, that could be described as a cloud application. So that's, sure. that's, that's how we made the decision to enter the payroll market in Australia um, and uh, deliver cloud services. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, so are we. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, KeyPay is known as being really innovative. So, you know, it's like you say, it's one of a, a very small handful of sort of native, what I call native cloud uh, payroll products in Australia. And, you know, you're also, as well as, as far as I'm aware, probably the fastest growing payroll software company in Australia right now. I think you're, what, you've got over 200,000 employees uh, that you're processing payroll on your platform. Uh, you have said in the past that uh, the larger a business gets, the harder it is to de- deliver innovation. Talk me through your thinking on that. 
Yeah, so I guess um, we draw from experience, uh, and 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 having having dealt with large organisations uh, in my previous work life, um, and also in this one, um, it's obvious that as the businesses grow and the the amount of people uh, grow in those businesses, the systems seem to take over. Um, the process of, of innovating. So I, I guess that kind of goes back to my original comment about entering the payroll market. We're actually a development business um, delivering payroll services on a SaaS platform rather than a payroll business, you know, delivering, um, you know, uh, a SaaS platform. We're completely sure. opposite to what the market thinks we are. Yeah, right. No, no, it makes, makes perfect sense to me. You've got a couple of friends called Bertie and Keybot. Who, who are they? Uh, so Bertie and Keybot um, are a, uh, a component of a, a long-running campaign which is developing. Um, and uh, I, I guess it was, you know, we're five years in uh, to being a payroll application in market and um, – one of the things that we did a year ago uh, was actually uh, create a marketing department within the business. So, um, you know, it was a long time coming and as a result of that, uh, Bertie and Keybot uh, are mainstays in our marketing campaign um, and what we try and do is relate uh, everyday people to Bertie and Keybot and the challenges that they have. So uh, I think the guys have done a great job of creating a couple of characters that will, um, you know, be part of what we do long-term. Yeah, I love it. I mean, some of your competitors, you know, do things quite differently and they've been around for, you know, 20 or 30 years in Australia and they might question KeyPay's ability to scale into large Australian employers. How does the technology work in relation to ability to scale? I guess the, the 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 biggest thing is that we've we've been challenged as a development business over the years um, to ensure that our technology uh, scales for any any size business, and and that's been really through. Um, uh, user experience. So, a great example of of how we scale uh, and the way we re- we react to our customer demand, I guess, is um, we we had a client that um, you know bought on a couple of hundred employees and we worked with them to bring those on. Nothing nothing out of the ordinary, um, but they went to do their first pay run. And, um, you know, the system basically went into meltdown because what we didn't realise that they were a merchandising organisation and every event that they did during a day, they recorded as a timesheet. So they had 45,000 timesheets per fortnight pay run. So what we had to do was then really look at the technology that allowed us to import those timesheets and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, put some server-based processes that allow people to upload the file and then process the file and and allow it to to, um, be usable in the the platform. And then when we got to the pay run, because it was being broken down into uh, using our award interpretation engine, uh, then how we delivered the pay run uh, for those couple of hundred, but the 45,000, you know, timesheet lines. So we have a lot of long-running... 
um, frameworks uh, in the background that manage all of this um, sort of uh, these sort of issues that we come across. But I, I guess that's the difference between what we do as a cloud provider and some of the more traditional providers is that we can respond really quickly and deliver um, enhancements to the platform in a really seamless way. Yeah, I love that. Um, I always think it's about solving problems, you know, and, and if you go, I love sort of problem-solving, development-driven businesses, and I, I, from what I see, you do a lot of that. Yeah, exactly right. I think that, um, you know, you kind of, as a, a, de a development business, you kind of get a product to a point where uh, it has all the things that it needs to have um, from a compliance perspective and and then, then it becomes a usability um, change process. So um, when these, you know, clients come along that have really odd scenarios um, and we need to solve those problems, we can easily do it. Uh, and then the... the, the the, the great thing is that everyone gets the benefit from it because it's delivered to the whole platform. Yeah, right. I mean, we see we see a lot, and I know we've talked before about the press um, always going after employers who've been, you know, making underpayments to staff. I mean, you know, the, the press love a good sort of payroll mess-up story. Um, we've, some, some employers have been making these underpayments for years. And in between all the smaller employers that we hear about fair work prosecuting, there's also some really large ones. I mean, recently we saw in the media underpayments made by Lush and Rebel Sport and even Morris Blackburn, you know, the, the law firm that's most often seen on shows like A Current Affair critiquing other employers for making underpayments. Yeah. Mostly in these large cases, I find it really interesting because it's normally because the underpayments are normally because of incorrect calculations of awards or EBAs, um, mostly affecting underpayments of overtime or penalty rates. But very often the employer blames the payroll technology, you know, for being old or out of date or whatever the latest excuse is. Do you buy that? No, I don't actually. I think um, one of the biggest mistakes all of these guys made and uh, continue to make is that their focus is on... Um, you know, things like HR and uh, it's not on compliance. So, um, and unfortunately, the, the HR thing and the payroll thing kind of gets lumped in together. And that, that's one of the biggest issues is that they, they look for a, the touchy-feely solution that can manage, um, you know, uh, employment reviews and uh, and those sorts of things. <clears throat> but they they don't look at what they really need to solve. And we continue to see mm. that from an you know uh, an RFP sort of process. We we get um, get these sorts of things weekly that say you know these are all the features that we want. Obviously, you know there's probably three solutions that need to be provided to to get the actual product uh, that they're looking for. But generally, they focus on the wrong thing. And compliance is what we focus on and, um, you know, providing or collecting the information to, to make sure we get to pay run and people get paid properly. Yeah, I mean, I think a compliance-led strategy is always a good one. You can't go wrong. Yeah, but it, I think there's, that there's a lot of confusion, though. I, I, I think that business in Australia doesn't have a clear... Uh, view of 
their obligation. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, blaming a payroll application or the age of it or, or the processes that, that perhaps are associated, um, yeah, is it, not on. It, it's, uh, you know, they have an obligation to pay their people properly and they, they have an obligation uh, to find the technology or the processes to, to do that correctly. Well, why do you think employers underestimate the complexity of the payroll function? Because it happens all the time. Um, ignorance, I think, is probably the best response. Um, yeah, okay. I, I fair, actually fair don't think that they put the right people in the right places that, that commonly understand uh, the requirements um, to be compliant. Yeah, right. Um, you, you do a lot of partnering. I mean, I've seen you partner with some of the biggest names in accounting software, companies like Xero and QuickBooks, and I'm sure many others. What's your philosophy in regards to partnering with other vendors in, in order to get the best outcomes for your clients? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, that the KeyPay business has been built on partnering. Um, you know, we, we run um, 270-plus white labels uh, in the Australian market. Um, and I think the, the benefit is that, um, you know, we're, we're a, a tool to provide compliance uh, and payroll calculations um, and the collection of data and the processes that are associated with it. So there's a few benefits that, that are obvious, you know, the, the uh, workflows to, to get meaningful data to pay run, uh, uh, spreading the, the the load of um, compliance to you know approvers and um, you know whilst getting uh, the, the information into payroll in a meaningful manner means that the, the person doing payroll can actually then focus on what they're really good at rather than all the data entry all the chasing emails all that other stuff which is really not their core responsibility so uh, I think that um, the, the key is, you know, that the partnering provides people with a really well-developed platform, which we continue to invest a, a, a lot of money and time into, um, and lets them focus on what they're good at. Um, mm. Even even in, you know, the situations where we've got, you know, uh, QuickBooks Online as a partner in Australia with the, the great team at Intuit, um, you know, they, they don't have, they're, they're a US-based company, they don't have the specialised um, people uh, in the Australian market for payroll, so it makes perfect sense to partner with someone uh, rather than developing your own. Yeah, sure. I mean, speaking of global, you've recently opened up shop in the UK. How was that experience for you? Well, it's an ongoing experience. Um, you know, we, we started uh, in April last year um, and it was it was a huge effort because we had to, A, um, internationalise the platform, so it was very much Australian only, uh, and then, B, we had to deliver another region um, in, in the UK payroll. So the experience uh, from a development perspective was pretty seamless. The guys did it in one year and one day, um, which is, wow. uh, yeah, pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, the, 
the initial um, sales process and, and um, you know, talking to people in the UK um, has been fantastic. They've, they're, they're a really different market, very highly um, outsourced or, you know, bureau-associated uh, payrolls, um, you know, a lot of monthly pay runs rather than, you know, the mix that we have in Australia. So there's a few things that we've learnt along the way. But, yeah, the, the business is going um, really well in the UK and we expect it to probably hit our Australian sales within, you know, probably two years. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, great. What about New Zealand? Have you done New Zealand? Uh, not yet. So, New Zealand started a couple of weeks ago. So, that is our oh, next region. Um, and then we have plans for Asia and the, the possible regions are Singapore, Malaysia and Hong Kong. Sure. Okay, cool. Okay. I mean, most um, most employers that I speak to are always surprised when I tell them that, you know, less than 10% of payroll professionals hold nationally accredited, accredited uh, qualifications in payroll. What's something that you know to be true that most executive management in Australia would be surprised by? Uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I, you can think about it for a while if you want. <laughs> certainly around payroll, uh, I think that um, I, I just um, – you know, um, suggest that there's a whole lot of people in payroll that just shouldn't be doing it. And I think that um, there's complete industries of people uh, in the Australian market that, that shouldn't be touching payroll. Right, okay. We might just leave it there just in case one of us gets sued. We probably don't want to dig down into that. Exactly <laughs> We're going right. to have that conversation offline. <laughs> well, where's the next innovation in the power industry coming from, do you think? Um, that, that's something we talk about a lot. And um, uh, for us, uh, I, I think it's around providing tools for – uh, our partners to better manage payroll, so automation and payroll by exception. I think that's going to be a big thing in the future. But I think that, you know, the, the broader conversation around what payroll looks like in five years' time is not commonly had in this country. And, um, you know, my view is that, you know, maybe in five years' time, um, you know, we won't be paid weekly, fortnightly, monthly. We'll be paid daily. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think that um, the world is changing so rapidly around technology and payments, which will probably drive the way that payroll changes in the future um, and the way that employees want to be paid um, rather than the way that employees want to pay them. Uh, I think there's going to be a real shift away from uh, employer-driven uh, sort of policy to employees kind of demanding the way that, that things happen. And, and that's, that's kind of um, something that we see throughout, you know, social media. Um, the way that people interact today is very different to five years ago. Um, and I, I, I think that there's some real big changes coming in payroll and I, I think that um, – the, the key things will be that um, it'll be employee-driven employee um, so that the ones that are getting paid are the, and the ones that are spending the money um, will be the ones that drive the process. Yeah, sure. I agree. I'm, I think it's an exciting time to watch the industry, to be honest. Yeah. <clears throat> if you, what, what tips would you have to someone who was new to the payroll industry and wants to cement a career in payroll? Um, I think that... 
Uh, finding your niche is really important. And I, I think um, going broad in payroll is probably not a great idea. I think that, um, you know, there's some some um, really very specific verticals in payroll um, around industry um, and, and service. Um, and I think if you, uh, you know, get a get an education um, and get qualified, which is the most important thing, so that you understand the basics around the process of payroll and then really look for something that kind of fits into your lifestyle. So that's probably the other big change that's going to come in the future is that um, lifestyle employment is going to become a really big thing. Uh, and ensuring that, you know, you actually have a life alongside of uh, what you do every day and you enjoy it. Mm, sure. I mean, tell me then, um, well, th- thank you for, for coming on the podcast. I think it's really interesting to speak to someone from a technology point of view um, because m- very few people really think about the payroll process from, you know, the time someone turns up to work to the time that they get their pay slip and what actually happens to the data and what is – you know, a good experience for everyone involved, both the employer and the employee. If people if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, via the website, keypay.com.au, um, or, and there's links to, to the support guys there. That's probably the best way to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be distributed to the team and, um, uh, and, and someone will get in contact. Great. All right. Well, thank you, Richard, for your time today. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Thanks, Trace. Hi, this is Tracy. I hope you enjoyed that last episode of Talking Payroll. If you've got any comments or questions, please email them to us at podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. And look, if there's anyone that you'd love to hear on this podcast or someone that you think that I just have to interview, and maybe that's even you, please let us know by emailing podcast at austpayroll.com.au. That's podcast at austpayroll.com.au. I'm really looking forward to having you listen again next time I'm talking payroll.